We have two Havanese. They're adorable, but their behavior sucks. Hoping you come to Long Island. So I was in Long Island once, but technically Long Island is is local to Providence. So you and your two Havanese that have sucky behavior, come on down. I'll tell you why. Come to the Providence seminar because the one seminar a year, one seminar a year, I do it in Providence. I do more than one in Providence. I do it at the end of the year, the very last, the very last seminar of the year, and I do a holiday seminar with with reduced prices, free tickets, and free gifts. And I don't, I don't need I don't need to do that at my seminars because all my seminars sell out. And now with COVID, they're really selling out because we've had to shrink them down again. So. What you can do is start going down the rabbit hole of our DIY videos and start getting um, uh, educated on that. Next. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. It is showtime and we are live. We're live. Hello, Joelle. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. Warm-ish. It's a little toasty, yeah. It's been really weird, but isn't it? cold as hell outside, so I'll take the toasty. But the heat is not even on. I know. He's not even on. Anyway, hey, everybody. How are you? It's Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. This is a lovely Joelle, and this is the What Would Jeff Do show. We're on every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube Live. Don't forget our Wednesday show is exclusively on our patreon channel you have to join up for the patreon channel um for that now this is the thing this wednesday we're leaving probably in the morning what do you think 900 miles probably should leave in the morning we're heading down we're driving down to south carolina last rv south tri- La- that's what i call it <laughs> last okay i'm gonna keep calling it south carolina <laughs> um and uh that sounds like a canadian city actually Kakalaki. Uh, um so it's north of ontario um so what we're going to do is we are to the last RV trip of the year. Sure is. We didn't take much. That freaking COVID, man, kept the RV from moving. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. RV life. I like it. I like it a lot. So um, this is a Q&A show. You ask a question. Joelle will read it. I will answer it. The answers are short, sweet, sometimes not so sweet. Yeah. Sometimes, no, sure. what, you're agreeing with that? Yeah. Those are the other eye. You're picking the other eye. It's your know. eyelashes. It's like literally as soon as I sit down. But it's the other one. It was always. It's always, it's always been the left. Well, can I use the right? I've never seen you do the right. I've never seen you do the right. So if you guys want to watch Joel's grooming habits, you'll feel free to just tune right in. I don't know what it Every is. Monday at 7. Um, and then we have something called the Jeff Gilman Seminars, which are, again, those are problem-solving seminars. This is a problem-solving show. And the reason why I, I, I tell you that is because people want things fixed. They want things fixed. And, and you'll notice that in the the questions, I talk a lot about punishments, but people actually need to understand punishments. It is not abuse. It's been hijacked by people to say that it's abuse, but it's not. It's the opposite of a reward. And it's matter of fact, you're not yelling, you're not screaming, you're not upset, you're not mad. It's just like no consequence. That's it. That's it. It's as simple as that. And then we have the training center here, which um, does extremely well. Our seminars sell out. Um, the show does really well. The training center is killing it. Really, really proud of the trainers we have here. We've got a couple of lovely interns here as well. We're really, we're really, really enjoying. enjoying. We just hired another um, full-time trainer, um, which is really, really great. We got a great interview uh, um, signed up, scheduled for tomorrow to interview another person, and um, we're very, very selective. And uh, and that's so a combination of everything from happy-go-lucky puppies like Groot, 
that Groot. We had we have a Groot that um, I called today of Goose, a um, little six month old dog that just needs its basics, um, preventing some problems to full blown dogs that have killed other dogs before. So we do we do it all. All right, here we go. All right, Michelle P says hi hi. Hey everybody. Tammy, hi. Hello, Tammy. Brianna, hey guys. Hey, Brianna. Kathy B, hey everyone. Good to see you here, Kathy B. If you guys are listening to the replay, thank you much for watching the replay. If you're listening on a podcast, more and more people are listening to the podcast. It's a great, I think more and more people are driving places now instead of flying. Yeah. So a lot of people are just jumping on our podcast. Um, you know, a lot of people are working out now, they're exercising, they're running, and they're listening to the podcast. So, I cannot imagine listening to my own voice while I'm working out. It's like my worst nightmare. You love hearing your own voice. No, I don't. You don't? No. Yeah, you do. Um, Emma, I just rescued a puppy. My three-year-old dog gets jealous sometimes, snarls at the puppy. Am I okay to correct with the e-collar, or will this make my dog resent the puppy? Okay. Emma, you are humanizing the fuck out of the whole situation. Scroll back down so I can read that. Uh, where is it right well, there? Well, it bumped me, so okay, I So, Emma, this is it. First of all, Okay, I know. Let's not use the word jealous, or, or we will use the word jealous, but it's not jealousy because that's a human thing. But I get it. Okay, the bottom line is this: What is the problem? The problem is the dog is snarling. Now, you have two options: you can ignore the snarling. The lack of no is always yes. That means you're saying the snarling is okay, or you can correct the snarling. Correcting the snarling gets rid of the snarling. As far as resent, that's another human thing. So you have to put down, you've got to put down your structure in place. You've got to put down the rules in place and you, the human decide how your household runs. Snarling at the puppy is not acceptable, but that does not give the puppy permission to like be all over the other dog's face. I'm not sure when you say puppy, everyone has a different idea of puppy. If it's like 12 week old, 14 week old, 16 week old puppy, they're all excited and they're all over the place. Then somebody's got to correct the puppy for getting in the other dog's face. But this resentment thing, no, no. You have to advocate for both dogs though. Next. Kristen, hi, J&J, Madison, Wisconsin. Thank you for your time. Wisconsin's in the house. Next. Irene, good evening, everyone. Hey, Irene, how are you? Hi, Irene. Vegan power couple. Hi, adopted a male two months ago, came with major crate anxiety that mm. is largely fixed in the crate now. Good. But every time I seem to signal that it's time to go in the crate or grab a leash to do so, he runs away. I eventually get him and he goes in just fine, but it's so annoying. Any tips? I've used treats and leash, but it all makes him want to run away. Right. So forget the so first of all, your dog, your untrained male, it is untrained. You just admitted it. Okay. I need the dog to know 20 other commands, but he doesn't know get in the crate. So your average male actually enjoys crate life because most males are actually raised in crates. I own a male. It's like, it's very comfortable in a crate and it's also very comfortable in a muzzle um, because it's like, it's a Malinois. Most Malinois are pretty, if a Malinois is, is, is sound, you know, temperament wise, they can handle a lot of stuff, a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. That's why they do so well in a lot of different, you know, performance sports um, and then, work, you know, working dogs. So what I would do is number one, forget the food. Forget the food for now. By the way, we train with food. So, but forget the food. I, that was a little smile because some people don't realize what we do here. Um, keep a leash on your untrained dog during the day and do drills. How many times have you done kennel up drills? Literally. Hundreds yet? It's been two months. You should have been doing hundreds of drills. Kennel up, close it, market, close the door, open the door, 
dog tries to rush out. I've got a crate video, by the way. Close the door really firmly. Have the dog come out. Have it sit. Have it down. Kennel up back in. So sending the dog to the kennel from all different areas of the house. Next. Um, Alexis, hey, y'all. We got a bunker and a mini bunker now. Believe it or not, it works with the Caucasian Octarka. Um, I know it does. A mini bunker? Oh, the mini bunker, I don't know. But either way, a bunker works with all dogs. It's so funny. I, a, a comment came up that I guess I never saw about the bonking, the full explanation bonking video, yep. like the full one context, you know, if someone was like, if you tried that on my Malinois, it would rip your face off. You know, obviously somebody with a small penis could, you know, got a mal. not that everybody knows a male has a small penis, but it's the attitude. It's like, okay, sorry to humble you a little bit. I have bonked many Malinois, including, you know, working dog Malinois. And first of all, you have to understand what bonking is. And it's like, maybe your Malinois is not bonk worthy because it's not doing anything inappropriately. Like to think that I'm just going to walk up to a dog and bonk it is wrong. But if your dog struggles with leech reactivity, human aggression, dog aggression, resource guarding, you know, um, crate rushing, I mean, I'm sorry, front door rushing, I assure you, I will bonk the dog and I assure you, your dog will not rip my face off. Why? Because I've done it with so many dogs way more powerful than yours and actually uncontrolled biting males and you know what they do they don't bite me so next kristen waiting on a trainer for two dogs fighting unfortunately it's december 8th I haven't bonked for crate whining take me through the process um right now what i would do is i would suggest you do a one-on-one -on -one online console with me and those can be easily found on my website because if you've got two fighting dogs you need help now so at least let me do some triage and stop the bleeding until you get a trainer. Also, I don't want to know who the trainer is, but it takes an extremely special skill set to deal with two fighting housemates. That's the highest rate of failure we see in all training clients are two fighting housemates. So as far as crate whining, number one, you absolutely don't want to learn how to do crate whining because you need to learn how to stop two fighting dogs. And for crate whining, you could just say all you want, all, all a bonker is, is a punisher. Well, remote cowards can be used for anything. Like we train dogs how to do basic obedience. We train dogs on working level. We train dogs also, and we also use remote cowards to stop unwanted behaviors. Mm -hmm. All it is is a communication device. I can whisper, I can yell with my remote coward. So, but whining would be no, and then apply your punisher. The Punisher, you can decide what will be the most effective thing. It might not be the bonker. It might be something else. Next. Melissa said, happy Monday, everybody. Hey, Melissa. Thank you. She also posted a link to Jeff Gellman Seminar. Yep, we have, what, four? Well, including this weekend in South Carolina, um, we've got five total left for just the year. In fact, today, um, let's see, did I book it? No, I didn't book anything today. But we have some new locations I'm already in 2021. Washington, D.C. is new. San Jose, California is new. Nice. Where else? You know what everyone's been asking us for? Dakotas, Montana, Wyoming. Ooh, let's go there. Yeah. So I think we, I think uh, June, July, August, I think we need to start looking up in that area for some locations. Yeah. So if anybody's out there in those locations that, that wants to host us, let me know. Next. Nicole, hi guys. Hey Nicole, how are you? Emma said the dog is possessive over me. So the dog's possessive over you, so a resource guards you. I have a video on how to stop that. 
we can stop that in one training session, which is, well, actually I can, I can teach the basics in about 10 minutes and the dog would, with you saying the outward, in about 30 minutes or less, that dog would be actually moving away from you. I can stop the dog from resource guarding you in about three seconds. And then I can teach the dog what I want it to do in about 30 minutes or less. And the reason why I say that, because I just posted something up about the resource guarding for like food. Mm -hmm. And there are, there's a, a well-known um, dog trainer that's an author as well. And it takes about five to 10 weeks to work through the process. And we do it in three seconds. Literally, I stopped resource guarding in three seconds. We did it. To, we did it this week. We did it uh, two days ago with a dog. This dog literally attacks humans and dogs over food. Three seconds, boom, we're done. The last thing this one dog wanted to do was even look at the food. Look at me. We got to, we got to this dog up to the level that when I approached the food, the dog looked away on purpose. This was a dog that literally waits. It waits. It stalks. It's prey. The food is the bait. So this dog puts out a piece of food, like a web, like a spider web, waiting for the fly to fly in. And then yeah. the spider comes down and wraps it up and then drags it back. This dog literally puts out some food, leaves a piece of kibble out, waiting for another dog to come by to attack it. Pretty much. Fix that in three seconds. Next. Nicole, hey guys. Hi. Oh, hello, Nicole. Oh, I think I already read that. Eileen. I love how you tell it like it is. Thank you, Eileen. Yep, that's one thing I do. In fact, I put up an oldie, an oldie video. I don't know if you saw it. It was, um, uh, you looked a little bit tan in that one. You look really good in that one. No, you look good in all of them, but I'm saying, though, I forget where that was. I don't know if that was the training center. No, it was the training center because the pictures were behind us. Oh, but then I was spray tanning all the time. You haven't done that for a while. I have not. Is it time? Probably. I'm getting pretty pasty. All right. I mean, I was pretty tan up until few weeks ago we well, just went to turks in september february we'll be in florida but it's not tanning weather 75. anyway anyway so thank you jay ron hey jay and jay love the recall video with joelle super and his calmness in general you guys rock yep excellent yeah super is doing really well actually joelle filmed and edited a video with um it was um what was that done? Was Sunday? Peel and Goose. That was Sunday. Yeah. You, did you film that? That was done on Sunday. Yeah. I think it was Saturday. It was. It was. It was Sunday. It was with you and Gretchen in downtown, downtown Providence. First of all, the downtown Providence. They they should use that video. I love those videos. They should use that video as literally a tourism video. They really should. Yeah. There's so much. They really should. That video is so well done. It shows. It documents our work so well. Um, here's the funny thing. Fucking crickets. Cricket. Nobody gives a shit. It's so funny. You'll put, you'll have a dog. You'll have these two dogs healing off leash through downtown Providence. By the way, that video was edited and filmed by jgmediaservices.com. jgmediaservices.com. Take a look. It's not a spoof right Okay. Anything. So um, um, if you can, um, Melissa, if you can start plugging jgservices.com, I'd appreciate it. Um, because we just started a new video. Um, You're really going in circles here. Anyway, super's crushing it. Oh, I thought I was going in triangles. I was going, I was heading it's for like, Do you realize how hard it is, though, when I'm there alone with a dog and I'm trying to like watch, I'm recalling dogs off leash and I'm like, where are the dogs? I'm trying to film, trying to get the perfect recall, making sure we're not going to get rushed. It's a lot of work. It's very stressful. I'm like sweating by the end of it. 
but it made a good video. It's been a great video. You killed it. Proud of you. Next. Um, Emily, 17-month-old GSD, seems to be getting used to prong. Is there a way to reverse this? Sometimes he just doesn't care and pulls. Or oh. over with zero distractions and work my way up. The chances are you're nagging the dog. You're just nagging the dog. Remember, a prong is a communication tool, but if you're not speaking the language, the dog doesn't understand the tool. Does that make sense? You're probably nagging the dog. You're probably, your timing also may be a little bit off. You're waiting too long. You also might be pulling, not popping. Next. Um, cat dog. Hey, Jeff, question for you about my three-year-old German Shepherd with what I think is insecurity issues. When he sees strange people or dogs, he barks, growls, lunges. I know this is more about training myself to know how to handle him. But do you have any advice for dealing with these behaviors? Sure. Number one, let's stop calling them insecurity issues. Right? Stop. Literally right now. Stop. Don't call them. I don't want you to call them insecurity issues at all. Your dog's got bad behavior. End of story. Okay? There's my training of you. Now, what do you do? Your dog sees not strange people, but sees people. What is a strange person? I'm a strange person. Duh. We've already figured that one out by now, right? Yeah. So your dog sees people, barks, growls, and lunges. So the question is, how do I stop it on want to behavior? That's the question. Well, when the dog has already started the behavior, you missed your opportunity. So what you do is you have to start recognizing the loading process. Loading is you're an alcoholic and you're thinking of having a drink. And if you execute on that thought process, you'll have a drink and boom, now guess what? Now you're not sober anymore. Does that make sense? So what you need to do is you need to crush, extinguish, eliminate the thought process of you having that drink. We need to crush, we need to get rid of that thought process of you growling, lunging. Um, and then there was a third thing, okay? And that third thing, whatever that third thing is, that's the big one, all right? Barking. So actually the lunging is the, is the big one. So what you need to do is the first sign of it, no, correct. Now what's your correction tool? What, whatever the dog will tell you is the most effective thing. Remote collar is great, barker is great, leash pop. You got all those options, next. Emily, that crate video is amazing. Puppy learned that shit in literally three minutes. Done and done. One and done. I will see you later, son. Next. Emma, do you ever come to Michigan? I want to go to your seminar so badly. So we had a Detroit one, but Michigan um, is going to be a long time before we come to Michigan. Why? <laughs> well, talk to your governor about that one. So listen, this is what we're going to do. We will be in Elkhart, Indiana. Come to Elkhart, Indiana. We get a lot of Michigan people in Elkhart, Indiana. So you come to us. Most people drive, fly. People have driven from, like, the record is. We have people from Omaha in our Chicago seminar. I know. We That's had. Pretty far. It is. It is. The farthest anybody has ever come is, and that was not a female ejaculation joke. The farthest anyone has ever come is. 36 hours across Australia, from Perth, Australia, all the way to Cairns, Australia. They drove across Australia. The second farthest is probably from Mexico to Petaluma, California. Yeah, that's fine. People come from Canada, not anymore, because you can't come into the country. So you're going to come from Michigan to Elkhart, Indiana, because it's close. Next. Eileen said, LOL. Emma said, So yeah. she liked the female ejaculation joke. 
No, that was at 7.07 p.m. Okay, that's when I told it. Emma, yes, yeah, same here. Maybe the questions I asked are stupid, but at least he gives me straight up no BS answer. It is what it is. Emma, your questions are not stupid. This is the thing. In fact, somebody actually once said, like, don't you get tired of all the same questions? Uh, no. There's new people on the show every time. Sometimes one question, one person was like, um, okay, the prong cowl conversation isn't, hasn't like you overdone it yet. It's like, um, no. Yeah. It's like, please don't work with the general public, a-hole. Like when you're working with the general public and you have clients, they all have the same questions. They're all struggling. If you have a passion for what you do, you don't look at a client as asking stupid questions. That's why they, that's why they hired you. That's the job. Yeah. Sorry. Like, that's the job. Next. Hey, Beth, hi, Leah. Hey, Jane Jay. Well wishes to all. Been working with a foster for two months on leash walking, crate nonsense, socializing and resource guarding, then some basic stuff, and she's killing it. But I'm nervous when she goes to her new home, I won't be able to transfer the info. Tips on how to transition this to forever home. So he seems like he's working with a lot of dogs, mm -hmm. doesn't he? You're killing she. it. She. Yeah. So, so they're the male dog, right? I don't know. She's got two Dalmatians. The Dalmatians. I thought maybe that's why I'm thinking of them. I'm thinking of the dog. Every time I see Abataglia, I think of the Dalmatian. I don't know why. Okay. Um, and, and you look like nothing like Cruella DeVille. So this is the thing. That's why we don't train with relationship. We train with tools because you cannot transfer a relationship. You can only transfer tools. All, I am not against relationship-based training. I do it with my own dogs. But when you're working with a client's dog, of course you build a relationship with the dog. But what kind of relationship is it? So this weekend, I worked with two specific dogs. The resource guarder and the dog aggressive dog. I did one session each with those dogs. I got both of those dogs. One of them is deathly afraid to ever bite somebody over food and the other yep i used fear and high levels of discomfort this is a dog literally whose owner moves it out of the way like this i mean she'll punch me too so i have to be careful but it moves it over moves just like your dog's on the couch scoot over and it literally chomps on her arm like we get the, these are the dogs we get in then there's the other dog that's a literally a dog walks up to it and it bites it that dog is literally that dog is now deathly afraid to, to bite a dog. Yep, I used fear. And for all the folks out there that says you shouldn't use fear, step one, fear is a really good thing. Do I want my dogs to be afraid? Of course I don't. But should they be afraid of biting another dog? I think that's a great strategy. Should they be afraid of resource guarding? I think that's a great strategy, especially for a step one. Next. Is when training with my dog's raw meal, I put it on the floor and ask for commands and release as a reward. Hmm. She's been struggling with facing me. An example, if I ask for down, she'll turn to the food and down that way. I've been correcting with e-collar and or prong and still struggling. Any advice? Um, to, to me, for family pets, it doesn't matter at all unless you have a general snottiness like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Cavalier. Uh, 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 attitude. attitude. Unless you have an attitude. But, but you can train like in a, in a short hallway, you can build a little training box. They make these like little training boxes, like a U-shaped box. They do that from the, in the sport world, they do that. So you can, look into the, you can look into that. I don't know anything about really about dog sports. That's a special 
special skill set with some really talented people. Next. Victoria, hi. I've binge listened, watched you all every day for two weeks. Thank you for all the amazing, and you're not sick of us yet. Mm -hmm. Thank you for all the amazing free content. I don't have a penis, but I do have a Malinois. Okay, Victoria. Number one, I'm really flattered. Number two, what's the size of your clitoris? Next. Oh my God. She started it. This is important information. It's like done. I'm not even gonna like do anything anymore. It's done. <laughs> Oh my God, Lisa, we have two Havanese. They're adorable, but their behavior sucks. Hoping you come to Long Island. So I was in Long Island once, but technically Long Island is is local to Providence. So you and your two Havanese that have sucky behavior, come on down. I'll tell you why. Come to the Providence seminar because the one seminar a year, one seminar a year, I do it in Providence. I do more than one in Providence. I do it at the end of the year, the very last, the very last seminar of the year. And I do a holiday seminar with with reduced prices, free tickets, and free gifts. And I don't I don't need I don't need to do that at my seminars because all my seminars sell out. And now with COVID, they're really selling out because we've had to shrink them down again. So what you can do is start going down the rabbit hole of our DIY videos and start getting um, uh, educated on that next. Marissa, one of my four dogs recently is becoming extremely excited on walks and whining, trying to get people, dogs on pack walks, mm. trying to get to them. Mm. My other dogs aren't aroused and focused on the dogs or people. So, Always have structured walks on prongs. I've tried bonking and or e-collar correction, but then he'll sit still and just whine loudly. I feel like my timing is right. Any suggestions? So whining is arousal, excitement, okay, slash excitement. So your timing could be a little bit off. Also, the dog could be whining because you're underwhelming the dog. The problem is if you go up a little bit higher, then the dog might you know, make an audible, then it might go back to whining. So um, what I would do is I would, I would work that dog one-on-one. -on -one. I would do a couple of my driveway drills. I would do a couple of really firm 180s. The, the 180s that I show in my videos, I would do that. I would also put your dog into, um, do the spatial pressure exercise, which puts the dog into follow mode. Next. Mimi, my reactive dog can now walk past dogs in some situations, but struggling the most when we bump into a dog after a few minutes into the walk, especially near our house. I do spatial pressure and driveway drills. So it's possible that your dog is acting territorial? It's possible. So what I would do is I would set the tone of the walk right from the beginning. As soon as you get to the front door, you walk out the front door, what's your dog doing? Is it already scanning? No, bonk. If you know what a bonker is, just look up bonk go to my channel look up bonker all right if you're in the uk your, your bonker stuff will come up differently or if you're in australia your bonker stuff will come up differently but but a bonker is a rolled up cotton towel next brianna trying to stop my dog from being reactive to people coming in the door and walking by his crate after high correction i place him in a down constantly stays in avoidance then erupts so what i would do is i want that dog to be in a double down i want no words used and I want you to keep your eye on your dog and check out its energy. See if you can start feeling the dog's energy and see any state of arousal and correct it. Next. Diane, as soon as the border is open, come to Rebel Stoke. We'll show you a great time. So the thing is, is um, I do usually two seminars in Canada. We'll show you a great time. Uh, please. Uh, I've heard. Surprised you didn't jump on that. Every other stupid innuendo you do. It wasn't stupid innuendo. That's too blatant. 
no, it's too blatant. No, I'm not that easy. I'm not that easy. No, no, no. So you think I am, but I'm not. Like, I don't know you at all. <laughs> That's the only thing about me. Back to square one. Yeah. Back to square one. Next. Emma, I did watch the video of the word out for resource guarding, but I got confused because I'm not food. And the time she's possessive of me aren't consistent. Training opportunities. So, it. Emma, there's an out video out away from people, and it's not just for resource guarding. You can out for anything. You role play it, role play it, role play it, role play it. So, when you need it, it works. Next. Raquel, hello from the UK. Finally awake to see you guys live. Raquel, jeez, Louise, it's midnight, past midnight. That is late. Thank you. You should be in bed. Joseph. One out of two. Uh oh. Went to look at adding a one-year-old rot to my family. Took him to see if my current two-year-old mix would get along. Everything was going good. About to do transaction. Dog's leash got tangled. Uh oh. I don't know where it is. Okay. I'm so probably. Oh, there on. we go. Yep. My mix clamped down on the nape of his neck and wouldn't let go. He's always real good with other dogs. I think the situation was because they got tangled. Possibly, or um, it's the wrong dog for you. I think meet and greets are so difficult, are so difficult. Well, it's his current dog that did it. Right. So, yeah, maybe you yeah. shouldn't have another dog. Maybe. Yeah. yeah figure I think meet and greets are really hard. Yeah. But but also, leash is being tangled. That's why you don't do leash greetings. Well, then how do you do off-leash greetings? It's really, really difficult to do. Next. 499 from Ashley. Jumping on late. Hey, J&J &J and everyone. Saving my shit for Zoom. Happy Monday. I'll see you tomorrow at 3 p.m. Every every Tuesday. We try to. Every Tuesday, 3 p.m. on Zoom. 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Zoom. We do a, a wonderful Zoom room. And it's live, interactive, face-to-face. -face. It's a great group of people. And um, it's one more hour of just of Q&A. We have a lot of fun. And Ashley's our wonderful host down in Florida. Virginia, hi, my dog barks and pulls when my kids are walking ahead. But when the kids are behind, he's fine. What can I do to stop that? Um, I, I don't know. Leave the kids at home. Oh leave the kids at home. You know, you can do that. Leave, you know, take the kids to the mall and just leave them there. Um, put the kids, you know, and, and go to Walgreens and leave them there and have them, like, just walk around aimlessly. So what you do is this. You are going to role play this and you're going to play leapfrog with your dog. All right, kids walk in front, kids walk in back, kids walk in front. And the thing is this, is correct the bad behavior. You want the behavior to stop, you correct it. How do you do it? You can use my, watch my 180 move, do my spatial pressure move, do a remote collar correction. You do so many things, so many things. Next. Cat dog, to add to that, his insecurity issues have led to aggression and has a bite, has a history of biting, which I know is not acceptable. Did we see cat dog's first part? Yeah, but I can't remember. Sorry, like, cat dog. And you're on Twitch too, and I feel bad because we just joined Twitch. So let's okay. All I can tell you is this: forget about the insecurity. Let's just wipe insecurity off the table. Your dog's not aggressive because it's insecure. Let's just call it an aggressive dog or a biting dog or a badly behaved dog. So what do you do? I've got tons of protocols on that. I think it's really really hard to give my full protocols on in this format. That's why we do so many one on ones. But number one. Right now, prevent, keep away your dog from those situations. That's not the final answer. You've got to rehab your dog. Start training your dog on basic obedience. Bring that up to a high, high level. Also start correcting for a lot of small things, which will be stacked to combine a big thing. Next. 
PCBRS, how long can or should you keep the e-collar on the dog? I mean, depending on what you're doing, if you got a dog that whines or cries or barks at night, you got to leave it on at night. But you can wake up in the morning, put the dog's equipment on, take it off at night, rotate it every four to six hours. Next. Lindsay, listening while working on e-collar heel with a new dog, Patreon vid on CS to NCS was super helpful. Hope you all have an awesome week. Awesome. Thank you, Lindsay. I think that's the one you did, too. Yeah, you did some really good Patreon videos. No, I think I place. Did you? Did you have like two or three of them on there? I don't know. Anyway, four ninety nine top chat from Victoria. Hey Victoria, no question. Maybe you're further down. Third, oh right here, thirteen week Malinois. I work him every meal, then exercise, poo, pee, water, then crate. Cut back on affection. My problem is I'm moving from small to crate to extra large. Bonking timings on point, but I don't know where the rest is. Um, bonking has become a part-time job. Is my problem moving to an extra large crate too soon? Thank you in advance. Possibly, or it could be your timing of bonking. But you might have moved him to, to a bigger crate too soon. But still, no matter what size crate the dog's in, he shouldn't be whining. It could be a timing issue. Also, believe it or not, you can put a slip lead on your dog, pull your dog out. Say You say no, pull the dog out, and bonk him. Next. Megan, my mom and others complain that Finley doesn't listen to anyone except me. I really have no problem with this because I'm almost always the one handling my dog. Okay. Hold on, hold on. Oh. But I feel like when they ask him for a sit, they talk to him like a baby. I talk to him with authority, so maybe that's why he doesn't listen to them. Well, this is the thing, Megan. It's like they're do you they're dec they're technically they're technically using different. That was that was technically and different was technically. Um, they're technically using different commands. So it's like okay, mom and dad. In fact, that's who it was, right? Your folks. It's like, um, stop talking to my dog like a baby and use the commands that I do. Use the tone of voice that I do. Use the words that I do. Train like I do. And the dog will listen like, like it does listen to me. Also, what you want to do is them, how much do they work the dog? You don't own a robot. How much do they work the dog? Or they just want the dog to magically listen to them. Next. Shelby, hi, Jeff and Joelle, trainer from Southern Indiana here. I have a family member, it's always a family member, LOL, who has three untrained Chihuahua mixes. One specifically is a bully and starts fights. She will stare and literally push and push on the dogs. Owner won't use prongs consistently or bong, and I've tried to help on many occasions. All info goes out the window. So this is a family member? Don't yeah, yeah. A family member, yeah, it's a family member. Okay, it's called a non-client. Sorry, I can't help you. Why are you working with anybody? Anybody? Can you shut that up, Rich? But don't bring them in here. Just shut them up. Thank you. Um, so don't work with anybody, free or not free, family or, or not family, that does not follow through. If they will not take your advice and they cannot respect your time and your, and your advice and your hard work, well, then it's called a non-client. It's the way it is. It's reality. It's reality. Why would you want to work with somebody that's not interested in following through when you've got all these dogs out there that are struggling with families that would love to hire you? Next. Um, Joseph, I already read that. Shelby, I have recommended the mini educator, but the recommendation never got purchased. Two of the dogs start grumbling and growling, and then it's a bomb gets set off. She de-escalates the situation by letting them outside when the growling starts. It's a constant state of catering to the dogs so they don't fight. Is this the same person? 
bully dog has two bites, sent grandma to the hospital twice. Well, no, it's different because it's a bully. Oh, the bully, the bully, not the bully breed, but the bully chihuahua. Yeah. yeah. So, so grandma's gone to the hospital twice, and they won't listen to your advice. Well, there's a, you can always call. What do they? What's that? When when someone when when see. No. I had to. That's funny. <laughs> you can always call. Who are you gonna call? Ghostbusters. Um, no, senior services. When 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 your senior citizen is being abused, you call someone. I don't know. What's it called? I don't know. Anyway, you can always call them. If a child's being abused, you can call you know child child services. Okay, so you call senior services. First of all, read them the fucking riot act and walk away. Literally one time. Read them the riot act. You drop a lot of f bombs next. Um, let's post the link to our social media company. Thank you, Edmund. Hi guys, how do I stop my dog from scanning? I'm um, scanning. Well, the dog is. We talked about that a little bit earlier in the show. And what you'll do is you um you start your dog on the walk. The beginning of the walk. Start your dog on the walk and walk out the front door. If your dog is all of a sudden starts to scan, no and bonk. You're on the wall. You've got to install the word no. Then you transfer it to another tool because you really can't bonk on in, in public. Okay. Also become more valuable to your dog. Watch my 180 video next. Shelby, do you recommend a private lesson online? Tired of seeing these dogs' issues not taken care of. If she won't listen to me, I hope she would listen to you. This is serious. So Shelby, first of all, I'll, no, I probably won't work with them. I probably won't work with them. Because you've already told me that they suck as clients. So why would I want to work with sucky clients? It's a waste of money. If they don't realize that sending grandma to the hospital, if they don't realize that there's dog, were there dog fights with those chihuahuas? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If they don't realize they're dog fighting three pack, who's sending grandma to the hospital is not a problem worthy of changing behavior. That's the last person I want to talk to. Whether I get paid or not. I'm not interested in that. And it's not because my ego needs them to be successful. It's like, why would I want to work with somebody that doesn't care? Next. Cat dog to add to your response. So far, we've been using a prong collar with leash pop, which seems effective. I've just been getting conflicting opinions with some local trainers with how to deal with this bad behavior. But so far, what I've watched on your YouTube videos seems most effective. So... <clears throat> Are you ready for this bit of important information? Who are you going to listen to? That doesn't mean I'm always right. But what it means is dog trainers are always giving conflicting information. But you do what's right. I'm giving you free information. You do that. Imagine if we did a one-on-one. -on -one. Like you'd get really good information. Imagine if you went to a seminar. You'd get even better information. So what I would do is I'd go with a person that actually gets the results. Next. Shannon, fearful, high anxiety dog, always jumpy on walks, constant state of flight, scared of everything, not aggressive, don't know how to help her. So Shannon, what's this is that this is the problem with a dog like yours. Your heart's telling you one thing and the answer is another thing. That's the biggest issue I think with dogs like this. Sure is. Yeah. Because we think if we correct these dogs, they're gonna get worse. If anything, correcting it correcting these dogs, they get better, they've got more understanding this is right, this is wrong. Their boundaries are established. Yep. It's like I've worked with so many fearful, flighty, nervous dogs. 
feral. I've worked with packs of feral dogs, which are they're adverse to humans. And guess what? Remote collar, best thing in the world for them. Surprised you didn't say feral, not fearful. You say that every time. Well, they actually are fearful. Truly feral, not fearful. Well, because a lot of people think they've got also feral dogs. I know. And it's like, so tell me about your feral dog. Well, um, I'm able to like, you know, you know, cuddle with a dog and get on the couch. And it's not a feral dog. Right. It's not a feral dog. No. Feral feral dogs are like, like even even wild animals now are not like totally feral anymore. Right. They've acclimated to humans so much that they've lost that instinct where feral dogs literally are averse to humans. Mm -hmm. Next. Jamie, hello. I'm trying to teach my dog down with the prong collar and I'm having some trouble. Do you have videos for this? We have lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of videos on this. And also we just posted up a 10 year old boy teaching his dog down today on our social media channel of Instagram and um, Facebook. And we, you can start with a food lure. You can do eventually leash pressure. There's a lot of things you can do next. Let's post the link to the Patreon channel. Thank you so much, Melissa. Yeah, join our Patreon channel. For 10 bucks a month, it's a jackpot of information. And the videos that we put on Patreon, just like you do the same thing on your Patreon channel, right? Those are exclusive videos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Joel's got a wonderful, wonderful Patreon channel on physical fitness and on um, how, do, how do I on proper eating? Meal planning. Meal planning. Thank you. Um, and you, got, you can go to patreon.com slash Joel Gifford. Actually, there's a link that will be put up here. Also on our Instagram channel. There's a link in our bio for your Patreon channel as well. Um, but yeah, Zooms are great. All new, there's all original content on Zoom. Next. DJJW, um, dogs barking at us behind the fences when we were walking around the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. My dog pulled toward the fences and barked back to the dogs. I tried bonking once, but he got more agitated. What would just So your timing was wrong. You don't you don't bonk when they're already barking you bonk would you'd bonk before they were barking what i would do is i would start with a little bit more distance away from the dogs i would practice all my heels i'd make a couple of very firm leash pops if you're using a prong collar um, i would do a couple of quick 180s um, and i would role play role play role play i would do variable speed walking i would be very very relevant to my dog i would get my dog to ignore those barking dogs and then i would start going a little bit closer and repeat 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 and you can accomplish all of that in one training session next um peter said hello jane hey peter how are you ramsey fear helped me stop my dog eat poop i looked at the crazy guy in the park yelling at a puppy it worked immediately and never yeah again. yeah people people they, there's so many mixed messages out there and so much of the dog training world has been hijacked by snowflakes and it's like nope you know don't train with pain never say no like you know all the all these slogans all these literally they're t-shirt slogans how about like this slogan? Train your fucking dog. How about that one? It's like, it's so funny how people have got these parameters on like what can and cannot be done. How about whatever works? Well, you know, within limits, I'm like, well, depends on the dog. Those limits can be really wide. When you're trying to save a dog's life, like your limits are really, 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 you know, extended. So what's so funny? Put him in his kennel. <laughs> I can't. He's sulking. Wes, okay. Wes is wearing a cone tonight because he has an ear injury, and he's like, "That's why." That's why Joel has to keep getting up because there's like, 
all these, you know. Well, no, I was just gonna say I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. I know he you started were. scratching his ear. I know. So I had to launch myself across the room. I was and put the cone on it. I know. But that's a perfect example of like, what am I gonna do? Give him a reward every time he doesn't scratch? No, cut the shit. You're gonna rip your ear open again. Right. Consequences. Consequences is a cone, and he's miserable right now. Sorry. Oh well. You you were probably miserable paying for the vet bill. Sure was. Damn right you were. Still thinking about it. I'm sure you are. <sighs> Shelby said, "LOL, Joel." See that? Um, Lisa, I'm there. Providence, I'm desperate. Thanks, guys. Big yep. hugs to Angela. Thanks. Angela will be here tomorrow at. He rolls in around eight thirty. Oh shit! I didn't get pumpkins. I can possibly check my schedule. Possibly get some tomorrow. And hey, Jeff and Joelle, someone told me recently that I use a different tone of voice with either dog, like one stern and one high pitch. Ask me why. I have no idea. Seems to work, though. Any reason I should change that if it's working? It was suggested to me to use the same tone. So, Anne, I've got this unwritten rule in writing, and I've got a T-shirt, and it's tattooed at the bottom of my foot because I enjoy discomfort. And it says this. If it works... Why change it? Next. Jack, 12-week-old Mal, doing really well with Crate, but curious how much time he should be spending out of Crate. Playing with our one-and-a-half-year-old Russ Terrier, training, cuddling, etc. How much structure is too much? You cannot have too much structure mm -hmm. with a Malinois, especially. You should be having massive amounts of structure. So I would say if I owned a 12-week-old Malinois and I wasn't working it, it would be kenneled up. And obviously that extends farther and farther and farther out of the kennel. But right now it's like, oh no, you're gonna you're gonna you're 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 any 12-week-old puppy needs to spend probably 18 hours a day in a crate. That's not straight, guys. It's like you've seen some of the hate out there. It's like, oh my god, he says you should put dogs in crates for 18 hours a day. Make them work for their food. Oh my God! Can you believe that? He doesn't let him eat out of a dish. Yeah. He's like he gives them food rewards. Well, which fucking one is it? Yeah. Am I shocking the shit, bonking, kicking, choking, or giving them food rewards? Whatever I do. They shouldn't have to work for their food. God forbid. They should be hand right. fed to them on a silver spoon. That's right. Same. I, I know it's true. Mm -hmm. It's true. We can do no. Uh, the, the dog. The dog leads the household. Everything for the dog. Kristen, gotta say the spatial pressure video is amazing. Thank you. And the results are even better. Melissa posted the link to my Patreon. Thank channel. you, Melissa. Yeah. Everybody, please join um, Joelle's Patreon channel because, especially this month, because of the vet bill. <laughs> next, the next month there'll be some other vet bill. Because when you got active dogs, it's always something. Always. That's what we were talking about that the other day. We were actually talking he didn't about. Didn't even care. No, we were talking about the other day. So I am gone. thrilled that people own dogs. I am thrilled that people own dogs. Yes. I love the fact that people are owning dogs. But I get emails left and right from everybody, and someone literally emailed me, and I do about a hundred thousand dollars a year in pro bono work. Mm -hmm. Literally a hundred thousand dollars, and I don't talk about it much because I believe in just you know give, 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 give with no expectation of return, as well as you don't really talk about what you do. But every once in a while, I'll throw it out there because people don't realize that like, no matter how difficult things are, I still give away a ton of stuff. But somebody was like, I'm really, really broke and I have a dog and I need help. Can you please send me a prong collar and a leash? 
And I'm like, no. But meanwhile, I give out prong collars all the time. I've given away remote collars all the time. I've done free boarding trains, which are $5,000. But when, but it's like, but who are you? You just joined my channel and like now you're actually for free stuff. It's like, how about using a rope, a slip lead, shoelaces? But I'm thinking to myself, if you can't afford a $25 item or they have leashes at dollar stores, what's going to happen when you have to get a go to the vet? Right. Shit will go wrong. What's going to happen when you need like your heartworm or right. flea and tick or dog food or God forbid the dog breaks a dew claw? What's going to happen then? That doesn't mean you need to be wealthy to own a dog. Some people actually do need to be. Like when you have active dogs and their ACLs go or their cruciates go, or they need like a minimal, minimal stitching up of a dog that has to be sedated. It's going to be three to $500 minimum. Easily. Easy. Like easy. 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 Sedation. Every time Wes goes to the vet, I'm like, it's a minimum of 250 to maybe $500. Yes. But sedation, it's like, yep. you know. You know, you know what the cheapest, one of the cheapest things to do for a dog is put it down. It's usually 128 bucks. Isn't that terrible? It is terrible. It's like ending the dog's well, life is well, inexpensive he's fully insured now. and keeping him. You did your insurance. Yeah. You're going to hang. Oh. oh, thanks. Proud of you. Good. Yep. Nice. Next. Um, Beverly, you have said that your training is not always successful. Are those cases usually extreme aggression? So when I mean successful, I mean, it doesn't get to the level of, well, first of all, any dog trainers, if any dog trainer was honest, they don't have hundred percent success. They just, they just don't. If their ego says they do, but it's like, or they're not working with difficult dogs. Mm -hmm. They're working with like little, you know, easy dogs. But when you're working with extreme aggression, when you're working with extreme leech reactivity when you're working with extreme separation anxiety i'm gonna say i don't think it's just the aggression no we see, we see the extremes of every behavior yes. extreme separation anxiety is one of them believe it or not we have dogs that the pro probably the, a higher rate of failure not fail i hate to use the word failure because we make things so much better the association man but we make things we make things to a certain level where we think it should be better but the owner is thrilled the owner's thrilled. So we have to also keep that in check too. But there's absolutely dogs out there that unfortunately should not be walking the face of the earth. There's that there's absolutely dogs there that are actually probably in the wrong household. There's absolutely housemates that absolutely cannot be living together because um, it's too much of a risk. So I wouldn't call that a failure. I think what we're paid for also is an honest assessment. It's an honest assessment. Next. Um, Shelby said, I'm such a pushover. I feel for the dogs. Which Shelby's the one that has the relatives. Yeah. Okay. So, so this is the thing though. It's not about being a pushover. It's about boundaries, Shelby. It's just about boundaries. You know, it's not that you're a pushover. There might be some boundaries issues involved. And I get it. Trust me. I get calls every day, emails every day. If you don't help me, my dog will die. I'm like, okay, I can't help you. Sorry. Don't put that on me. It's not on me. It's not, I, I, I'm, I, I'm, 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 your choices in life are not my fault. 
because you decided to make a choice or not make a choice to train or not train to get a certain breed to get a dog that you weren't prepared for to literally get a young puppy and have a newborn at the same time and the newborn maybe you could or could not control but the puppy purchase you absolutely could control that's not my fault so don't put that on me and a lot of people love to do that it's like so it's not about being it's about boundaries learn to say no next i feel like this like isn't complete like i feel like something's missing from jay jordan maybe won't even flirt or tug with me on the furthest side of the yard never mind in the house behavior explodes in the house i would have been bit maybe five times if not for muggle and dominant dog collar what does the flirt have to do with it the flirt flirt pull yeah flirt and tug I don't know. Why are you trying to play flirt and tug with your dog that would have bit bit you but has a muzzle on? So I don't it doesn't there's, make sense. There's more. Dog yeah. has great in duration stays. Owners are holding the dog accountable in its obedience and structure in the house. We have six more sessions just trying to get through the acceptance phase and into neutrality. No, this dog is fearful because of the shaking in my presence. If I ever release the dog, it runs to its crate. So that can be stopped. Okay. So you this is a client dog, Jay Jordan, that you want advice to on how, how to help through the sessions. I would really encourage you to do a one-on-one -on -one with me because there's probably a million you need you need a lot more guidance than you're going to get from this from a free show but you already you got too many questions already for me to answer next aubrey my pup is going through a fear period advice yeah so don't let bad things happen to your dog and also on the on the flip side um advocate for your dog but also start pushing your dog also don't feel bad for your dog also massive amounts of structure next Faith, hey guys, I have a male GSD and female now mix. They play rough but not aggressively, mm -hmm. but the female keeps jumping up and biting the male in his face by his eyes. He's had minor injuries, but I'm concerned it could be worse. How do I just stop her biting his face? I don't want to discourage play, not sure how to target just yeah, that. Behavior. So this is the thing, is like I've owned rough playing dogs. I've owned got them right now. We got them right now. Oh my gosh, twice in the last two days. Every time so when we play Chuck in the parking lot. I'll throw a ball. Oh my God. And you know how Tex likes to, even if he has a ball in his mouth, uh -huh. he likes to run after the second ball and nose butt it so it goes flying in the air. Like, have you ever seen like um, the sea lions at SeaWorld? And yes. by the way, I'm not a big fan of SeaWorld, but but still at SeaWorld, how they play like they nose butt the, the, the inflatable beach ball to like the trainer and they throw it back and forth. He loves to do that. So twice, he literally slammed into Mac. So fucking hard. Mac like looks confused. He's and like, it's like, and I think about bonking. Yeah. And I also think about that little knee video that I made, literally pushing the dog away from me in the knee that everybody was in an uproar about on TikTok. And I'm like, have you ever seen dogs actually interact together? Look at Wes's ear from him and girl rough Yes. So, I mean, have you ever seen dogs like run through the woods, slamming into trees? Like rolling maniacs. down hills is it just our dog is it like i mean do people <laughs> Maybe like, it's just our dog no no do people not know like normal dog behavior is sort of rough yeah it, it's sort of rough you know and it's, it's like and people animal. freak out about bonking it's like or a knee pop yeah to get a dog from crowding your space mm -hmm. it's like meanwhile these probably people own dogs that drag them down the street choking them next Alexis, in your opinion, at what point does a fixation, squirrels or birds, become enough when dogs are on a break? 
no chasing, just fixated, almost hyper aware of the movement. Um, if your dog has a, if your dog has a, if it becomes OCD ish, or if your dog has a, is predisposed to chasing them, I would stop it like immediately. Next. Jay Jordan, we have six more sessions. We already read that one yet. Oh, um, cat dog. I'm wondering in terms of training him not to react to others. So in order to react, not to react to others, you need to get the dog to have, if it's on a walk we're talking, literally just teach the dog a damn good heel, which doesn't fix leech reactivity, but you have to start recognizing the starting of what is called loading. Loading is this, okay? So your dog's walking along, fine, if there's no environmentals. An environmental comes into play. Let's say it's a dog. Let's say it's a person. So your dog's walking along like this. Pop the shit. I'm gonna fuck you up. Okay. When do you give the correction? Right there. Right at the beginning. No correct. You need to keep the alcoholic out of the bar. You don't even want them touching the handle of the bar. And that's not because of COVID. Got it? Next. Um, Joe, is it common to have to bonk more than once when they're in drive? Oh, when they're in drive, you missed, you actually missed your opportunity. You want to do it be way before drive. So I own a dog that blows through 100 on the remote collar. I've owned dogs that blow through 127 on a dog for 1900. Um, um, I have dog, they literally don't make any audible noise and they don't miss a beat. So my, my current Malinois Tex does not feel 100, and he works on single digits. He blows through 100 in drive. Doesn't miss a beat and doesn't make any noise. And if he was not in drive, he would nine would be enough for, to stop him in his tracks. And my dogs are also got, are, are under really great voice control. They're naked most of the time. But when we go to the woods, all our dogs get put equipment on. Why? Because Mother Nature doesn't give a shit sometimes about the training you've done. Next. Um, Joe, greetings from freezing Tucson, Arizona, 68 degrees, please. That is cold. Do you suggest to clients two-dog e-collar systems or separate single-dog systems? I find most do better with single dogs. Your opinion? Well, depends what their lifestyle is. I think sometimes double-dog systems can confuse owners because they can be correcting the, the, the wrong dog. The cool part about that is you can have a two dog system and you can also have a separate handset that only works on one of the one of the dogs. So eCower Technologies allows you to like do multiple different setups and you can change each remote to do one dog or two dog. Next. Um, Joe, how would you deal with two dogs that go into drive when not walk together, but separately they do not? They go on a drive and walk together. Oh, like I would stop. I would immediately. I would start the walk in a calmer way and get them both in follow mode. Just watch the spatial. Watch the spatial pressure video next. Jay Jordan, thank you for your content. Happy I caught the stream this evening. Our next session is Thursday. You're welcome. Um, Kathy B, working with one now and e collar is her worst punisher by far. Not so interested in biting now. Good. Joe, would you use e-collar to stop a dog and drive due to dog reactivity? So I would, I would, again, Joe, you need to learn how to get the, to stop the dogs before they go into drive. 
But yeah, so remote collar is going to be your best friend and, and go right up to the highest level. And sometimes you need a double remote on some of these dogs. Dogs in drive, when you get an intense drivey dog, man, they don't care. They don't care. Yeah, guys, we know about the trolls. It just takes time to block them sometimes. Next. Sellers, American Bullies, glad to catch the live. Any tips on newcomers to showing dogs? Show, like show dogs? Oh, I don't know anything about show dogs. Sorry. Yeah, I don't do show dogs. I don't know anything about showing. I don't know about anything about competition obedience. I don't know anything about rally. I don't know anything about any of that stuff. So there's got to be videos out there on YouTube about like, you know, I want to get into the show dog world, what to do. Next. J.A. Gonzalez. Hey, J&J. Sadly, people throw hate to what they can handle. Trainers don't want to show the ugly part. They want to work only the pretty stuff. Teaching sit down heel. Cheers, George from Mexico. So yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people. I don't. I guess I, I didn't see the troll. I didn't see this. I don't. I don't see this stuff because I. It, it's down. It's down in the feed. This is the thing. Anytime we get hateful comments, and we get a lot. Trust me, it's like a full time career getting rid of our shit. Every time we get a negative comment. It has absolutely nothing to do about me. It's got nothing to do about me. The hateful comment is written to me, but it's not about me. It's about them. It's always about them. It's never about me. So if anything, I flip it and I have empathy for somebody that is feeling a way that would want them to express hate. I feel bad for them. I hope they get help. I hope they I hope they get help. I hope they find a way to work through their anger. Because it's not about me at all. It never is. And for my fellow colleagues out there that get hate, whether it's the dog training industry or some other industry, of course you of course you block and ban and delete those people. You have to because you want to make sure you get all those people out of your, you know, out of your feed because you want your feed, you know, um, you want your feed to be informative and you don't want, you don't want your feed to be filled up with garbage. Just like, I don't want people's like, just like, I don't want links to different websites in my, in my, you know, in, in my feed, you know? Um, so it's, it's always funny when people write you something hateful and you're like, Oh my God, he deleted my comments. I'm like, like, not only are you like, unfortunately a really, really, you know, not happy person, but you're also not very smart. Mm -hmm. It's like, do you really think I'm gonna keep your hateful comments in my feed? It's like, it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. You're not going to bait me. And if you bait me, it's not because you got to me. It's because I decided to play with you. I decided to fuck with you. Remember that. All right. Manly in love with you guys. Eight o'clock. We'll see you guys. Friday, we might not even see you Friday. We don't even know if we have wide, good Wi-Fi. We'll see. We're, we're, we're parking the RV next to the training center, I think. Yeah. So um, we'll see if they got good Wi-Fi. But we'll see. We'll keep you up to date. Anyway, madly in love with all of you guys. Talk to you later. And um, and uh, good night. Good night. It's a good way to end the show, right? Good night. Yep. Good night. Wave. Toodles. Toodles. That's that's a good way too.